Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast all about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two wonderful ladies, Jules and Nevermore. I've missed you, ladies. Aww, missed you, too. I missed you, too. I feel like it's been forever and ever and ever since we talked because I swear to God, the month of June just did not exist for me. Mm-hmm. Pretty I'm- much. Like, it was so ridiculously busy that I just didn't do anything at all that was even remotely, like, social. <laughs> it was that's like, not true. We did do some gaming nights. That's we true. We had some of those. It was quite a blur, though, because, like, until you literally said, oh, we had some game nights, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I haven't talked to you in, like, six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now it's time. It's time to dump all of the splat that's built up in the last six weeks. Because there's a lot of splat. I know yes. I have it. I know. I know, and- I know Nevermore has it. <laughs> I feel like lots of splat. <laughs> my level of splat is like much lower than yours. Because like, yeah, I had a really, really busy June. But I feel like it was really busy for like kind of better reasons like I I had a really busy June because we had three DreamHack events I just got hired by them we had three events in five weeks and two of those events were actually in Europe which meant that I was working and living in an EU time zone while also existing in an eastern time zone in (laughs) Canada so it was like I was like waking up at 3 a.m to work and then trying to also exist and have my normal life, which was insane. You're a time traveler. Don't lie to me. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I had portals. That would make everything so much easier. (laughs) But what about you guys? Because I know like you guys have had some pretty big, serious crap happen. Well, let Nevermore go first because she you don't want to go first. (laughs) I don't yeah, want to go first. Yeah. yeah, Nevermore made <laughs> such right. a pouty face. <laughs> okay, he totally did. I was like, I'm trying to be nice, girl. I haven't had enough of my wine yet to go first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fine, I'll go first. I feel like totally left out because I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't pour some wine for the show. It's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'll be talking a while, so you could probably leave and come back. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll miss your amazing stories. Right? I don't know how amazing they are, but they're definitely um 
Uh, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> There's stories. Yeah. So let's go back a ways. Let's go a little bit back. Um, and I don't even remember if I have I even spoken about femme ferocity on this show. I don't even know if I have. I don't, I don't think, think that you have just because uh, the last episode that we did was uh, we had Dr. Holiday being on. And I don't think before that, I don't think that Femme Ferocity had been made public the last time that we did a show. So, yeah. yeah. OK, so we've got to go. we got to go, go a ways back. And yeah, let's go back to early May. Um, and in early May was when I went to Heroes of the Dorm and Yay, which that I'm was proud the- of you for going to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so the like, last what? time, the last show I think we did, you were talking about um, how like booking your trip and and how like just getting past all those hurdles and and those challenges of like going to a big event in a city you're not necessarily familiar with all by yourself. Yeah. Okay, so let's back all the way back up that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> start from there. <laughs> all right, now we've got con- we've got context. So I did Heroes of the Dorm. I went there on my own and. It was a really awesome experience. And at the same time of going to the Heroes of the Dorm um, event, I had the opportunity to announce the one of the big projects that I had been working on in the last few months. And that is a female-focused Heroes of the Storm team and organization called Femme Ferocity, which I was asked to co-found with my dear friend, Ferociously Steph. Who, if you don't know Steph, she's a Twitch streamer, partner, um, she is former Heroes of the Dorm star from 2016. And, yeah, 2016. We've been friends for a while, and she really wanted to do this. And I was like, let's figure this out. Let's let's do this. So we announced Femme Ferocity like the week before we go to dorm, like the day, like a couple of days before. And it just so happens that Steph and I are both going to be there at dorm, which is so great because we got a chance to see people and talk about it in the Announcement was brand new and everybody was excited and it's been great. And going to dorm by myself was fantastic. A um, little daunting. Like I did things that I wouldn't normally do, like go to a restaurant by myself. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I was thinking what Joss was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go dirty? That's now nah, we'll save that for another time. Uh, <laughs> we're not putting the NSFW tag on this particular show. <laughs> that could be a episode. Um, and uh, just really, it was it was like a good like push me out of my comfort zone type of trip. I was really excited by that. So awesome, awesome that that happened. Come, but I knew that there could be some bad news waiting for me when I got home. And that would be in the form of whether or not I was going to continue to be employed with Pat Crane and Signals Media. Um, So I went on the trip and I knew that there was going to be a conversation that was going to happen when I got back. Things were not going extremely well. And I knew that things were up in the (sighs) air. It's hard for me to talk. Yeah, it's hard for me to talk about it because I can't talk about the specifics. But um, so anyway... Um, came home and knew that there was a meeting happening right when I got home. Which, and before you go on, I just want to say I'm so proud of you for being able to kind of like separate those things in your head and still enjoy yourself at Heroes of the Dorm because I know how stressed out that you were heading into that and to be able to just be like, okay, you know what? 
it's out of my hands at this point. So I'm just going to go and enjoy Heroes because I have this awesome opportunity. So, yeah, thank you. And, you know, it, honestly, like I knew things weren't great, but I didn't expect what was going to happen would happen when I got home. And so I, I kind of went into it knowing that I was like something was going to happen, but I didn't know exactly what level. And so can't change what you can't change. You might as well just enjoy your time. And I had a great time at dorm. It was so much. It was, And then I got to see some friends and I spent a couple extra days in California, which was so needed. And, um, and then I got home and meeting happened like the day after that I got home. And I found out at that meeting that my contract that I've had for the last two years with signals media was not going to be renewed. Um, and it came as a really big surprise because we had been doing a lot of work. Like every year we're working to prepare for BlizzCon and the BlizzCon party. And I had been doing a ton of work under the impression that this was happening and like this was going to happen. I had like, it was like 65, 75% done with the Kickstarter. Like we were a couple weeks out for launching this thing. And I found out that my contract was ending and it was going to end on July 1st, which is like four days from now. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even realize that you were. Yeah. That yeah. close at this point. It's yeah. Like I said, I lost the month of June. June just like just, did not like, exist for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, very grateful that I've had the opportunity to continue on like being on employed until this point, because at least I could start job hunting like immediately. But the way that it happened was difficult because um, I had all this stuff done for the BlizzCon party and um, it was not going to happen. Like, I, I mean, though it could have happened, I needed to say I'm focused. I have to focus on finding work. I have to find a, a full time job. I cannot do that work. And, I, you know, and I had to say to Pat, I'm sorry, I can't do that work, even though. I've done it before as I was like a volunteer, but at this point it's like, I just, I know how much work it takes to do it right. And there's no chance in hell that I would be able to do that and try to find a job. And, well, you know, and it's all kind of an un unreasonable expectation. If he did expect you to keep doing it, like in a basically like a job you have had and have been paid for. And then he expects yeah. you to go back to volunteering that's yeah, and kind he, of a ridiculous he did not ask. expect that he was not laying out that expectation but okay. um but i think that the community kind of did yeah and when pat made the announcement which was a very strange thing that happened like we talked about it i he wrote it i saw what he wrote i was like this seems fine but the way that he wrote it people some people interpreted that message that it was my decision to leave the company and to cancel the party. And I was getting these messages from people saying, well, I respect your decision. It's going to be hard without you. And I'm like, I was really, it was so difficult. You, you guys like, because I'm already heartbroken about like losing this job that I love. And then there's people who think that I did this, that I was going and leaving and I was having to explain that. And then I was like, oh, God, I've got to write something. I have to make a statement. I have to mm -hmm. do something to stop this because it's, you know, really difficult. Well, it's taking so I, a right. huge toll on you, right? Like, I mean, yeah. fielding yeah. all those questions and 
dealing with all of those assumptions. And the assumption was like, Hey, I, I moved on. And I'm like, no, I didn't make this choice. Yeah. And, um, so I posted an announcement right afterwards, which helped clear that up. (laughs) Yeah. But it's been difficult right now because I, like, there are people in the community who want to do something at BlizzCon. And I have pretty much said to them, "You be my guest. Mm-hmm. Have at it. You have my blessing. I am not, I'm not the owner of this. Neither am I the owner or the person who has the say. Like, you're a community, too. Like, you're part of it. And if you want to do something on your own time, please do don't feel like you have to come to me to ask me. Like, I'm not the one in charge anymore. Yeah. So this week in particular is tough because I know that Friday is my last official day. And so there's been a lot of stress around that because I haven't found an official, like, I haven't found a new job yet. I'm still looking and I'm hitting the, every single day I'm out there sending out applications and it's just not easy. (laughs) It's not it's not easy. Hey, um, you're looking at the girl who, before she just randomly fell into a tweet about a job with DreamHack, literally got turned down by Walmart. Jules, Walmart didn't want me. I understand. Wow. <laughs> wow. I understand. Yeah. yeah, you're like, you're, oh, I mean, a lot of times I'm overqualified for things. Yeah. Or I am you know, or I'm just not what they're looking for because I've just, I've branched off into this world that a lot of these companies don't understand. Yeah. And then, so it looks like you have no experience for the last X number of years, which was always my, like, again, I, I feel so lucky and so grateful that I found the job that I found because Mm -hmm. they're one of the very, very few companies that do actually view what I've been doing for the last few years as actual experience to the majority of other employers. They look at me and go, so you quit your job in 2014 to do video games? Like, that doesn't sound like the thing a responsible 29 year old does <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's very much like, yeah, they're totally dismissive of the fact that like, to me, looking at a candidate like me or you, it would be like, oh, my God, you managed to make a career and pay your bills with video games, podcasting, Twitch streaming, party organizing, like yep. life coaching yeah. Like you're good enough to to make it on your own and freelance and be your own boss and all that kind of stuff. Like good on you, but they don't see it that way. They're just like you don't have a company name that we recognize that you worked for with a job title that we know. <laughs> like yeah. yes. Okay, you're going to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> yeah, or you just you never you never get a response at all. And yeah. oh, so yeah. You know, and I have, if you look at my resume, I have a tremendous amount of varied experience. I worked for American Girl, the doll company, and customer service. It's like a Mattel company, Fortune 500 company. I have that kind of training. I have sales training. I have office management training. I have executive assistant experience. And it's just like, I can't get anywhere because I look like I'm... I don't know. I, I look like I'm moved into this realm where, so I, I'm, I'm hopeful, but it's been six weeks of, you know, constantly applying for jobs and not getting anything. 
So, you know, I'm in this position right now where it's just this, there, it's this kind of scary, crazy, unknown freak out. <laughs> like, which is totally oh, understandable man. though. Like mm-hmm. don't ever think that you're not allowed to feel that way because you totally are. Yeah. Yeah. It's this, you know, this is the first time that I will be unemployed at, since I was, um, gosh, in my twenties, you know, and the first time I'm unemployed on my own too, you know, which is another scary part because I'd always had somebody to, I had a partner, you know, and they were there to kind of back you up. So trying to deal with all that. Thank God for therapy. (laughs) Thank God for therapy. Uh, Because man, it, you know, it's basically where I, I split all of my anxieties out and, kind of come out the other side and go oh god at least I said it like at least I talked about it um I've tried the uh freelance thing on Upwork and that was a disaster right like I mean now both you and I have tried this service and I swear to god I was just funneling them money for the whole time because you have to pay for their service but then every single job on there is like must have experience I'm like but not just experience, like experience on their site. And I'm like, how am I supposed to get my yep. first experience? So, yeah, I think I don't even know. I think I paid for it for like a year and was applying for jobs on there for like a year and was yeah. just like, well, OK, then this is a yeah. like the shittiest service ever to the point that I'm just like, has anyone actually ever gotten a job through you? Because <laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> well, and those that do want to hire you want to pay you like piddle in some money yeah. and then they take 20% of whatever it is you earn. Yeah. So, you know, your normal hourly rate has to be increased if you want to make a if you want a chance to make money. And I have a decently higher higher hourly rate because I have this good experience. And I'm like, "Oh, man, this sucks." So, that's the bad news. The good news is that I have so many things kicking around right now. Like so many cool things that I'm building on. Opportunities that are coming together that as long as they get the time that they need to grow could really turn into something amazing. But, you know, girlfriend has to pay the bills. And so I'm in that mode of like, how am I going to do this? Well, right now it's going to be unemployment. That's what <laughs> I'll have to do. Um, but I, so one of the things that I've been doing for the last, eh, I mean, I guess it's been about six, seven months. I had been working with the guys from the nerf, nerf this podcast to kind of help with, so they, they'd asked me to come in and do some, uh, commentation on HGC heroes global championship. And we got a chance to talk about a bunch of stuff and, and they realized that I had all this experience and all these skills and podcasting and research and all that stuff. And so over time we've been working together to build things and we started this new daily show called esports daily which is a monday through friday headline of group of headlines for the esports world and it's rotating between me and brian and seven who all do the the nerf this podcast and they also just hired me part-time yay to do their work for the Nerf This podcast. So I will be doing all the research, all of the all of the the 
all the things. So I'm, I'm working part-time for them, which is fantastic. It's so cool. Um, I'm really excited about that. And it has like tons of potential to grow into something bigger. I still need to make more money, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm doing the things that I love to do. So that's kind of where everything has lied. I've talked forever, so I'm going to leave this for now. I have other stuff, but I need someone else to talk for a while. No so. worries. <laughs> <laughs> so how about yeah. we talk about how I'm not person-shaped? <laughs> it, that was the this. most weird transition. <laughs> explain this. Well, I wasn't sure if you'd had enough wine yet, never more. So if you want to go no, ahead and you talk, go ahead about, and okay. talk about your odd person shaped thing. <laughs> so um, part of what I did in the month of June was uh, thankfully finally made up my mind and picked a freaking wedding dress because the last six months, of trying to decide what I'm going to wear on one freaking day has been an absolute nightmare. So I finally found um, a dress that I liked. I had to have it shipped in from the designer because nowhere within a six-hour drive of me actually had a sample that I could look at. And even then when I saw the sample, it's not even the color that I ordered. So... I still don't 100% know what my dress is going to look like. Also, it was a size six and like barely, barely to the point that we thought I was stuck in it. Oh, no. (laughs) Got it over my butt. (laughs) And then I had to go out in front of my mom and my maid of honor and everyone else in the dress shop in this dress that was like, a good eight inches away from being able to zip up on the back. Like, it was <laughs> ridiculous. At least they had a piece of satin that they put across the back so, like, no one could actually see my ass crack. But it was not fun, you guys. It was not fun. <laughs> Why so, in the world did they send a size six as a sample? Apparently, it was the only... And this is the problem that I had through the whole entire process is that I was like right on the line between what they consider in bridal dress sizing to be plus size. So they basically draw the line between regular sizing and plus sizing at a 12. And I am a (laughs) 12-ish, which kind of goes back to the not person-shaped thing. But um, (laughs) so I'm basically uh, too big to try on normal size sample sizes and too small to try on plus size sample sizes. So I either tried on plus size sample sizes that nothing was sitting in the right place and they had to pull all the extra fabric back and do the clips down the back and stuff like that of inches and inches and inches of fabric. So like the the boob cups were like under my armpits. <laughs> like, <laughs> so again, very difficult to picture, right? And then, or I was doing the thing like I did with this size six, which is, you know, getting it stuck on my ass, trying to get it off again and <laughs> peeling it like a banana. <laughs> like, just really, really bad. And then again, things don't fit where they're supposed to fit because then like the cups are way too close together and the like, just nothing is how it was supposed to look. So <laughs> I, I got surprise me that Jocelyn would get stuck in this magical limbo world of like the in-between like stranger things of like dress shopping for weddings. Like, yeah, not one just, thing but not the other. Surprise me. <laughs> 
the upside down. Yeah. <laughs> dress shopping. Well, and I mean, it doesn't help because there's all this stigma around all this wedding shit that's just like, oh, when you when you try on the dress, you know, bullshit. <laughs> Y'all don't have my sizes. You don't have my colors. You don't have any. And guys, the color that I'm looking for in a wedding dress, white. White. <laughs> they don't have white. No, Excellent. they don't do white. They do champagne and ivory and... uh. What was another like snow or something like <laughs> they don't send out samples in white anymore because apparently white is too traditional and old fashioned. I'm like, do you see the color of my skin and my hair? Like I am so ridiculously light that if you put ivory on me, it looks like I've rolled in the mud. I need like a crisp, <laughs> clean white or I don't look very nice. <laughs> and they don't have, I can't even try on white dresses. They, like, didn't even have white dresses. So, anyways, <laughs> after all of that and a very, very pushy, obviously having a bad day sales lady, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not ordering this today. I'm going to sleep on it. I sent pictures to you guys. I slept on it. I decided, yes, this is the dress. It also helped to actually get it off of me and just look at it on a hanger because then, like, zipped up you could see like the pattern on it nicer and like it just it looked so much nicer and when it actually comes and is tailored to me that's what it's gonna look like so <laughs> that actually helped a lot more than having it on me in its weird stretch type way well and we noticed the difference in the pictures from the first time to this time like Jules and I both I think saw a difference in your face and like your composure and stuff versus the first time. Cause I think you were like really overwhelmed at that point. And I think going back the next time, like I think it seemed to help you a little bit. I freaking love it, but that's just me and I'm biased. Cause I think you look good. Like whatever you put on. But... Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, so yeah, I, I decided to, to order the dress and that was fine until what I did in when we got back from uh, New Brunswick, because we also took six days to drive down to New Brunswick and back to move Matt's uh, grandmother to Ontario. So uh, once we got back from New Brunswick, the next day I went in to actually have my measurements taken and order the dress. So the one thing that I will like probably never get over and never get used to is like they might see mostly naked women all the time but I'm not mostly naked in the middle of a store all the time and there's this like level of like whip back the curtain I'm coming in now Nis. and I'm just like okay um maybe give me a second <laughs> to just like <laughs> understand that I'm politely. like yeah exactly are you ready <laughs> yeah are you ready for me to like measure all of your things while your bits are hanging out like I Maybe felt that not. horrid once when I went to go get bras. Like, the girl just opened the thing, and I was like, can I Hello? help you? Like, yeah. I'll determine if it fits right or not. Go outside the curtain, please. Exactly. <laughs> I can only imagine if, like, your butt's hanging out. Like, you'd be like, uh. Yeah. So. Getting measured by a stranger who measures your boobs for a bra is the weirdest thing in the world, by the way. Well, and that's what they it do. It really because is. These wedding dresses, like, they have built-in cups. Like, you don't wear a bra with them. So you can't wear a bra when you're being measured. So I'm just standing there in my little panties, and she's whipping the curtain open. And I'm like, hello, store. <laughs> <laughs> so... Like, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Ta-da. <laughs> hello, 
boobies. <laughs> yeah. So like I and I understand that there's like people who model and that's the way it is. And there's a whole level of like comfort you should have with yourself. But I'm just like, I'm not at that level of comfort. This is really, really odd. So I'm already like out of my comfort zone. Right. So then she comes in, starts taking measurements, and she's like, hmm. She looks at her little clipboard and takes another measurement. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's happening? So then she takes all my measurements, and then she shows me the clipboard, and she's like, I'm going to do these again. I'm like, okay. And she's like, don't like suck anything in or she's like just stand kind of naturally and I'm like okay I already was but okay so she does my measurements again and I ended up with size 14 boobs a size 10 waist and a size 16 ass and she's like I have to call the designer I literally don't know what to order for you I'm like oh no that's super helpful thank yeah. you for like boosting her confidence sales <laughs> right? lady exactly so oh, i'm sitting man. there like pulling my jeans back on going okay so i'm not even like as if i like i already had body issues i've been trying to lose a ton of weight and i'm just like if i didn't have body issues i would now because apparently yeah. i'm not woman shaped I was just like, I don't even, can this just be over now, please? Like, can I never have to do this again? But unfortunately, I am going to have to do it again when my dress actually comes in and I have to be measured and stuff for the alterations, which apparently they're going to have to do a shit ton of alterations. It was so bad that while she had the designer on the phone, she actually made me try on another dress by that designer in a 14 because she's like, we have to see what it looks like to see if like ordering a smaller size will be okay. And I put the 14 on. It was way too big. So I'm like, maybe your stupid measurements and your stupid clipboard is wrong. And I am a person. <laughs> oh, so man. We that ended sucks. up. Yeah. And I, I wanted to order a smaller there, size. I would have been like, look, <laughs> <laughs> you need to walk away and we need to have somebody else come over here, please. Yeah, I've been polite at all. It was you cut like, that dress in half if you have to, but you're making you this making bit her uncomfortable, and that is not the point uh, here. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just. It was a really uncomfortable, and not to mention like all of my uncomfortableness aside, it's a huge amount of money, and yeah. it is. It was that was what was hardest for me to wrap my head around is like just how I'm supposed to spend this amount of money without actually being able to try on the garment or even seeing the garment that I'm ordering in person. Because as much as like I was able to see the sample dress, like I said, it wasn't even the same color. And she's like, well, here's a white gown in from that designer with some beading on it. So just use your imagination. I was like, you tell me to use my imagination one more time. And then she like I I I vocalized to her that it was very difficult for me to to visualize what the dress looked like when there's this huge price tag on it and I don't feel comfortable spending that kind of money. Then she says, well, you should feel lucky because not all brides can even get in a dress. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, lady. Oh, <laughs> oh my so, God. I hope she gets yeah. no commission for your sale. I was just like, oh, man. And the thing is, like, I ended up ordering it through her just for like out of convenience for me because I'd already ordered the sample through them. So they were going to take the amount that I spent to have the sample shipped. 
they were going to take that out of the cost of the dress. So it was like it and they were throwing in the bustle. So the seamstress said that she would do the bustle for me for free, which is something that normally costs like hundred dollars. So if I'd gone anywhere else, it would have cost me like two hundred dollars more just for mm -hmm. spite reasons. And I'm like, yeah. OK, whatever. You're close. You know, I can deal with you. It's done. Just get me this freaking dress. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's over. The veil too? Did you buy a veil? Uh, no, I didn't buy a veil. Um, okay. I think I I think I'm gonna do a veil, but um, the kind of veil that I want, nobody seems to have. So I want to do Is it like because a because it has a a unicorn horn on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nevermore was just sticking her finger out of her forehead, and I'm like. <laughs> Um, is this kind of some <laughs> new weird kind of, oh, unicorn, I get it. <laughs> I was thinking something very not unicorny. <laughs> Are you going to do a penis veil, Jocelyn? What? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm, I'm going to do a birdcage veil, but apparently I'm super old fashioned and white and birdcage veils are not in style right now. So nobody has them for me to even try. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm so weird. Well, it's just, you know, the fashion industry and the bridal industry are weird and you should be able to, you know, you should be able to get what you want in certain ways, but I don't know. It, it seems very difficult and a lot more stressful than whenever I went through this like eons ago. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, uh, I feel I like feel I'm you. just. I feel like I've just had really, really crappy luck and the shape of my body because I'm so tall is just not what anyone is expecting. So nothing really fits me right. And once it's actually here and tailored for me, because another thing that they did for free that most designers don't is the actual height measurement. Normally you have to pay more just to send in your height measurement and to get them to make alterations or add extra length or whatever. So this designer included that in the price so I hopefully should have a dress that fits me and sits well because they now know like where all my measurements fall on my height which is the thing that's apparently a thing so yeah. I don't know but yeah so that's my I'm not a person story <laughs> nevermore <laughs> what have you been up to Oof. oh man <laughs> I don't know how to follow the I'm not a person story um <laughs> Since we last talked, like, it's been forever. So I did Comic-Con. I was yes. actually able to vend, which always makes you nervous. Because I'm like, I'm going to get there. My paperwork's not going to be correct. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it was. So we're good. And I vended for the four full days. And I did a lot better than I thought I would when I felt very underprepared. Like, even though I knew I had stuff, like, I just started to bulk buy things so I would have more so like I bought a whole bunch of pendants to use to just throw on a cord to do uh, necklaces just things to like increase monetary money you know profits and stuff um, in addition to other things I made but I did not take my perler bead stuff which was like a huge gamble and risk for me because like my bows do okay but the last couple years it's been slower and there's like a lot of people who do pro beads so it's not like I'm the only person right out of these hundreds and hundreds of vendors like there's a few other people who use them um and like even though I had like a big display of bows like I felt like um I was just 
for the table space, like I just took the gamble of not taking them and it turned out really well for me. Um, I made little, well, I didn't make the jars, but I had little jars shaped like D12s from Dungeons and Dragons, you know, the little dice. Um, and I put numbers on them to make them look more like that. And those sold really, really well. Um, and I had a whole bunch of D20 necklaces prepared that did really, really well. I feel so, like Dungeons and Dragons in the last like year or two has had this like crazy surge in popularity. And I don't know if yeah. it's like because Critical Role is so popular or if more people are just because I know like Matt right now is DMing, I think, three different Dungeons and Dragons campaigns for various groups of his friends. So, I mean, like, again, like that was something that when we started dating, he wasn't doing like he was a, he had DM'd in the past, but he wasn't doing anything at the time so just like his groups of like i mean they're like alpha bros most of them like some of the he has one group of friends it's pretty nerdy but the other group of friends is kind of has some others in in it that like i wouldn't expect to be into D D. that totally are and i'm like oh cool like <laughs> surprise it yeah it seems to really be catching on for some reason so it's i think that huge. was obviously a good call <laughs> it yeah. was the best call because man just everybody's into it now i've never actually played D D in my life See, so. I had it either when Ben and I started dating and he's like, we should get together with our friends. We should play and blah, blah. So it was like me, Ben, my sister, her husband at the time, and then John and his girlfriend at the time. And like, we played for like eight hours all in person. Like, and at first he's like explaining to me what it is. Cause I thought it was super nerdy and I'm like, I don't want to do it, you know? Cause I didn't know anything <laughs> about it. And then, um, another one of our friends, they, he was playing a dragonborn or whatever. And we're at this like little farm and there's like a fence in the corner or whatever. And he wanted to climb over the fence. So he rolled and he like, whatever his idea to do stuff, he wanted to like climb over the wall or whatever. Well, he fell into like an outhouse that got lit on fire and he was like a poopy dragon. I was like, okay, I'm in like sold. Like, <laughs> fun. Um, and yeah, I think critical role has super hyped it like way more than what it was. Cause it was still building in the last few years more than it had ever been before, but they've just like skyrocketed it now into like huge popularity, which is so good. Cause I exact, like I sold a whole bunch of the dice stuff. Um, normally I don't sell a lot of the dice sticks, but I sold a ton. Well, one of them also is the lady who vends with me at the August show that I'm going to do. And she has like short, super thick hair. So that's all she wears is hair sticks. And she came over and bought like a crap ton of them. Um, and I tried to like really undercut and give her a discount. And they're like, no, <laughs> like, she's like, I'm giving you more money. Stop trying to get like, I like by half, like I was trying to give her a discount and like Ben, Heather and the lady were like, we're going to get more money from you. Stop trying to be a nice person. So yeah, I was proud of them for doing that because I'm really, really bad about trying to give discounts like that. So anyway, I also randomly found out that um, dice that I had ordered that were being discontinued. Ben was like, oh, somebody was really excited. They're really, really rare or whatever. Well, I found out that they are really, really rare and I've been using them like a whole lot bunch and like one dice sells for like 20 to $60 and the <laughs> set's like two to $300 with bids on eBay. Wow. So I kind of regret that now that I don't <laughs> oh, no. like hair sticks and necklaces, but I have two left that are undrilled. So I'm just going to keep those. That's so, yeah. awesome. The con went really good and I'm prepping for my show in August. So I'm excited for that. And I had, so that's the good news from May. The, well, the end kind of end of May, the bad news from the end of May that really, really sucked was a couple days after con, 
on my way to work it's so hard to talk about it um i was in a car accident which was really not good um i'm better now i didn't break anything i didn't bleed like thank god because i got hit hard because i was turning left at a light um in what i thought was a big enough spacing and the car t-boned my passenger side so it left me with like huge bruising across my chest and um huge bruising on my my leg above my knee um so most of that's gone now i still have i don't know that bumps are called like hematomas or i don't know something like that i still have those there um so that's been kind of hard <laughs> um yeah. just to deal with like it doesn't i mean i know it it's dumb to like think it's not because it's like a big deal but i don't know so yeah that's why i was like i need more wine to talk about it because like it's <laughs> yeah hard. Um, do you uh have you did you get your car back or get another car um it's totaled the car that i was driving um but i have my old car before that the car that I was driving was from my mom's neighbor, an elderly lady who barely used it. And then she left her house cause she was old. Um, so I, I think she went to like hospice or something. Mm. So she, we bought that car from her family cause they needed to get rid of it anyway. And she only like drove it to the store. Um, so that's the car that I was in, but I had my gold car before that, but it was having some issues, which is why it was at my mom's house. Um, so we've been getting that like, checked out new tires ready yeah. for me to use it um so thank just, goodness you didn't have to go and buy a new car you yeah, know yeah. on top of all of that stuff yeah yeah um well i mean but thank because, goodness that you didn't have to get like checked into the hospital or something because yeah. oh my god and i like this like it was scary it was scary for us seeing like your like hearing your story and seeing your pictures and stuff and then like when you started telling me like you don't have to have airbags or like, cause I was like, why didn't your airbag go off? Like <laughs> these are yeah, things it's that a, like. It's an, a lot older of a car, <laughs> that one. Um, and it just didn't have any, but just the fact that like where I got hit and how hard I got hit, um, like we're just shocked like that I didn't hit my head on my window. Like, oh yeah. Cause like the damage on my passenger side, um, but because of how I was turning, um, even though they T-boned me, it's my fault. Um, insurance is still working everything out, but it just kind of frustrates me because, like, we're, like, a percentage state where you can do, like, who's at oh, fault. Oh, percentage. It's not A or B. It's a mixture. Yeah. Um, so I was hoping that they would at least get something but because of how, like, the police report's written and stuff, um, I guess it's mostly me. Because there was three cars. Me turning, the van who T-boned me, and they hit me so hard that I hit a truck. Um, so he's obviously not at fault because he was just there um, yeah. when I got spun around. Um, but it's just a lot of the insurance stuff. And, um, like, it's so stupid, but, like having to make the decision to not go with like the EMT people because of how much it would cost you you know what I mean like it's so dumb and 
and I know like that's stupid for Jocelyn because like they don't have that there, whatever. But like, well, yeah, that for us, it's like we would never think twice about getting in an ambulance. Like when Matt collapsed, um, we were still living at Adam and Leanne's. It was shortly before we moved last summer. It was like, of course you call nine one one. Of course you go and get an ambulance. Like, of course you take it to the hospital and. We did end up with an ambulance bill, but it was like 40 bucks or something. I can't I, I can't even remember what the reason was. Like, I think it's because he didn't end up getting admitted. Um, mm-hmm. So like which it's basically like a don't be frivolous, like shake your like finger wag sort of a thing that they do to pr- to stop people from frivolously calling for an ambulance. But um, yeah, like so I can't even remember exactly what the reasoning was, but basically it's like it was a no brainer. It's the thing you do. You have an accident. You are sick. Something bad and unexpected happens. Of course, you call the ambulance. And to think that like the ambulance came and you had to decline it because of the cost, it just blows my mind. Like, well, and like, it sounds like a third I mean, world country. I'm sorry, you guys. Like, I know that. No, like... it does, though. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, so hopelessly broken. Um, Like we're disaster thinkers like obviously so like I remember the one car hitting but like after that like between that hitting the truck like I probably like had my eyes closed or whatever but um like I'm proud of myself for like how I kept it together because obviously it's like shock you know that it happened and everything um and like as soon as it kind of happened and stuff like I made an accident, friend. You guys, like this girl sitting. <laughs> of course, at the bus you did. <laughs> this girl sitting at the bus stop, like, came over, and I think the guy who was outside my window was the guy who was driving the truck. Like, he was on his phone. So oh, he, he came like, over to see you. I was like, what guy was over... outside your window when you were turning? That's really cute. yeah. I, Sorry, I think he came over to kind of check on me as he was calling. But the girl from the bus stop like came over and was like talking to me, and like I was unsure of like what had happened to me so like I didn't know yet so like my first instinct was like give her my phone so that she could call like Ben and my mom you know so she was so nice and like calm and like she kind of kept me calm you know um but she was able to finally get a hold of my mom I tried Ben but he hadn't answered he wasn't awake yet because I leave before him but Mm -hmm. uh and I felt bad because my mom's, like, trying to, like, figure out why my phone is calling her and somebody's saying, like, ma'am, like, over and over again. <laughs> so she was confused. Um, but, like, once I got her my phone, the paramedic guy came over and, like, that's all I was kind of thinking was, like, oh, my God. Like, well, after he started talking to me is, like, I was listening, like, very carefully to, like, what he was telling me. Like, he also distracted me because he's like, oh, Poshmark, huh? Because I had a package I was going to ship in my front seat. He's like, my wife loves Poshmark. Um, So he's, like, checking me out. I'm like, you know, obviously, like, it hurts, like, really bad here and stuff. And, like, he tried to touch my leg and it hurt. Like, it felt like something was stabbing me, but, like, I wasn't bleeding. So, like, I'm, like, listening to things he's telling me. And I'm like, so, like, this is just for my seatbelt. Like, you don't, like, I'm not, like, bones sticking out, you know. I'm, like, trying to, like, get from him what he's telling me. And he's just, like, explaining, like, I think it's just from the impact, you know. Like, your knee's probably just from the, the steering wheel. Um... 
so like at that point like my brain's kind of going through like mom is coming like she's a nurse you know what I mean like if I'm not like actually broken and bleeding like like playing through like the scenario of like I should be okay like if they're kind of saying like that I'm not having a huge issue like I'm not gonna have a heart attack sitting here or something then like that's what kind of played into me deciding that but just having to decide it like sucked you know yeah um knowing the way that we think I like knock on wood I've been super lucky to not have something like this happen because I don't even I would probably just like go into like some sort of catatonic shock because I just wouldn't be able to I'd be like okay here's all the parts of me that hurt here's all the things that could possibly be going wrong. Clearly that's what's happening and I'm dying and my brain would shut down. (laughs) And that's like, I was trying to like, and I'm so glad that girl was there because she kind of kept me distracted from kind of thinking all that, you know, like I was more just like, I just have to wait till mom gets here, you know, and then we can decide what to do. Like, she'll be able to tell me like how bad it is, you know, like if she really thinks and like, She's like, well, we could go to urgent care. I'm like, fuck those people. Like, they really don't help you. Like, you know, you go for, like, the flu and they don't really do anything. So, like, we ended up going um, across town to her hospital, Ben, my mom, and her, um, to go get checked out and everything. And I had x-rays and stuff. And they, they said the same thing. It's just a lot of the impact trauma from being hit basically twice from once I hit the truck. Mm. Um And it just, I mean, the bruising was just everywhere. So it was hard for me to, like, move a whole bunch and, like, get in and out of bed. You know, Ben had to help me get in and out of the shower. Like, it's like, and I'm like, I need to live in a bubble. Like, after BlizzCon last year, like this, like, and this is my my first car accident. Like, I've never been in one ever before, other than, like, fender bendery, like, tiny bumping somebody when I was, like, younger and starting to drive. Um, So it was just really, really, really scary. And it just kind of makes you like rethink everything. Like, like you're so thankful that it's okay. Like my mom, when she's hugging me, she's like, aren't you glad you're alive to feel all the pain? And I was like, well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But alive with no pain would be good too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it just makes you really like stop and like get perspective. Like I still have like, I had nightmares like the first few nights after um, and I still have issues sometimes like, you know, we'll be in the car and like, I'll kind of like shake my head while Ben's driving or whatever. And he'll be like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's just like you, you see and you hear it. Like that has to be called something like I'm sure Jules knows, but like it just out of nowhere, like you just see it happening or like you yep. hear it or whatever. So I'm yeah, so- it's a, it's flashbacks, you yeah. know? And, uh, yeah, that sound you don't you don't forget that sound. You, you I kind of I kind of figured that was gonna be the case, but and it's, it, it does fade. It does get better over time. It just it it has you like you have to grieve it. Like you yeah. have to grieve it. It is it is like you are shocked. Your body goes through, and they call it shock for a reason because you are literally shocked. It is. You don't see it coming. You don't know what's happening. Um, the accident that I had in 2014, I got rear-ended, and I never saw it coming at all. Because mm. I, I was sitting at a dead stop, and I got rear-ended by a kid who was on his phone. And um, I was waiting for a car turning in front of me in a lane. It was like a double-lane road. There was a car turning in front of me in the middle. Of, like like there was, there was a driveway. And 
I, you know, I can tell you exactly to this day. I mean, it's been four years, but yeah. I can hear the sound in my head. I can feel the impact. I can feel my body. Like, you know, I can feel how my body reacted to it. And then that feeling of what the hell just happened. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. And because you don't see it, like you didn't see it coming. It wasn't like, you know, it, your body has to just, your brain has to get used to that and, and yeah. that kind of thing. Your feelings right now, like you kind of lost that sense of safety that you would normally just, like you never thought about just getting in the car, getting behind the wheel and just driving because it just, yeah. it's so it natural to like, so I, many and people And I always here. get nervous of like, so like I get nervous of other drivers. Like I trust Ben, you know what I mean? Like it's fine. He can do whatever he wants, but like I'll watch other people and like, I don't trust other people. Um, and it's just, it's been hard for me to get back into it. Cause thankfully like, um, this, not this week, but the week before I was on vacation from work. So one, I didn't need a ride to work every day, which was what was happening the week before that was I didn't have a car. So like my coworker was uh, bringing me home. Ben would take me to work. Like we were trying to figure all that out. Um, but it's just, I don't trust people. And we just picked my car up on Sunday. So like, I'm still like, it's weird for me to be driving again. Like, and it's, it's almost distracting. Like I had to buy a, like a shoulder uh, pad thing because just the seat belt pressure. Cause like where the bump is, like I can touch it, but like if you brush it, it doesn't hurt, but it's like tingly almost like, it's mm -hmm. almost like the nerves across my chest and my knee are weird. Even though I can push on it, it's still really sensitive there. So even just the strap being there, well, that's literally exactly right where exactly, the trauma happened. Exactly, but it's, it, it's that, and then it starts to build my stress and anxiety and, like, reminding me, like, constantly. So I bought, like, a little strap to help keep the pressure off and stuff. And um, it's just, it's weird to be driving again. Like, I, and I don't like it. And Ben's like, well, you have to. Like, you know, yeah, everybody has right. to again. But it's just, it's really hard to do. And I, like... I, I had more of an upset, like, breakdown when he got rear-ended and I had to go get him from the side of the road than I did here. And, like, I really didn't, like, let it out until because Eve and Major Death were here um, for a little while. And, like, I think it was the day, the last day we were going to spend with him, I think. Um, and I was in the shower and I just started just to cry. Like, it was just a combination of, like kind of reliving and thinking of the accident and like them leaving and just me like appreciating like life and friends and like everything that I was just like in there crying and Ben's like are you okay like he just came in and he's like he kind of heard me just like sobbing in the shower and I was like yes like it's just like super overwhelming right now and uh, so yeah that's why I didn't want to go first because then the whole episode like would just be like upset me <laughs> well you, you know awesome. you're you're getting through it though and I'm so proud of you for you know keeping on with it you've been through you, you went through some really tough stuff this year physically and you know it's scary and it's you know your body is not your friend because it hurts and yet you're still like you know what I'm just gonna keep on keeping on and that's that's what you have to do yeah. that's what you have to do but it's scary and it's uncertain and it feels really shitty and, you know, but you're a fighter. You, you know, you're going to, you're going to keep, you know, you, 
you were tweeting after everything happened and you, you know everybody was kind of settled like i'm gonna focus on making sure that i'm prepared for my con you know i'm gonna make sure that i unfuck my habitat more because i'm off for a week from work yeah my oh my update post about just like yeah exactly it was just you know trying to refocus everything and it's just it's also been distracting from it too which has been good um so yeah it's just short and quick yeah I'm just I've been trying to do a little bit because obviously I was hurting like I've been wanting to recolor my hair for like weeks now like I can't because I couldn't (laughs) it's the lifting yeah Um, but just once I started to feel better, just trying to do stuff around the house and like get stuff caught up. And I mean, I felt behind anyway, from the beginning of March or May prepping for the con and just this kind of set me back even more. And I just, yeah, just trying to get back on track. You do what you can. So that's all. I love you guys. (laughs) We love love you too. too. <laughs> Glad you're safe. Yeah, you know it's just really freaking scary to go through that. And, well, uh, like the the like the spitting disaster thinking. I was like, like how when Jocelyn's like, I would swim with sharks. Like I'm like, no one's allowed to drive anywhere ever. <laughs> like, none well, of yeah, friends. because like, like I'm sorry <laughs> because on like what a week after I was like, okay, I'm going on my 14 hour drive across Canada now. Like <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so sorry, nevermore. <laughs> Dramatizing your friend by going on yeah. a drive. <laughs> panicking about like our drive to blizzcon and stuff i'm like stop like you can't get there right now like you have to be here right now like stop jumping ahead like take a breath and like actually you know what i saw this thing today and i'll this will be my final whatever it was actually a candy wrapper quote (laughs) (laughs) this sounds really dumb but i really really liked it it's like the dumb chocolates do little like things inside their wrapper and it said um Inhale the future, exhale the past. And I was like, that's that's very like... like... Inhale the future like you inhale our chocolate? (laughs) Yes. Also valid. So I don't know. This kind of reminded me to like stop and take a second and like breathe and like like refocus and think. You know, because like when Ben's there, like if I'm having something like that helps or whatever. But when he's not there, like it's harder for me. So like that was just my little chocolate spirituality. I love it. (laughs) So good. So Jules, did you did you have anything else you wanted to cover this week? Uh, Can I just say the very last thing I'll say is dating sucks. It sucks. I don't know why I'm trying it again, (laughs) but it sucks. I swear to God, it is, like, impossible to... Online dating is, like, a cesspool. It really is a freaking cesspool. I had a guy who sent me a message today saying if I wanted to talk to a guy who was a nice guy with really hung, that I should let, <laughs> let him know. Yeah. Okay, um... All you it's actual nice guys out there, like, just don't lead with that. You may be hung, and... Bravo. Good for you. But don't lead with that. Wow. <laughs> the stuff that they lead with is insanity. I had someone who asked me how independent I was. That was the first thing that he asked me. The very first thing. Um, I had one guy who wrote me 10 paragraphs. 10 <laughs> paragraphs. 
about how, how he was we hung. Were for each other. <laughs> oh no, not at least not that. Um, <sighs> but fucking annoying. Ah, and then I, I, you know, I met this nicer guy. We went on a date. We went on a like we went actually went on a date, and then he ghosted me. He stopped like said he wanted to take me out again, and then he was gone. It's like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> Dating sucks, you guys. Don't Aww. do it. <laughs> it. It's awful. It really is. Like, I I could send you oodles and oodles and oodles of hilarity of the stuff that I get. It's insane. So I, I always had people just say, like, they would just say, like, a small sentence about something you like. They'd be like, I like that, too. So, like, Ben <laughs> would laugh because, like once we were already dating or whatever, I was like, you have to see some of the messages I got. And it was like, I like sushi, like over and over and over again. <laughs> I like sushi. And I'm like, <laughs> although to be and... fair, you were online dating, like before online dating was even a thing. Like you were pre Tinder. Pre- like when you're talking about like before you met Ben, that was like pre-tinder. what? 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty it's much. changed. Yeah. Nevermore. It's changed. Yeah. Now every guy either lays in his bed with his shirt off and does a selfie like this above his head so his chin is hanging out or he's standing there with like half of his face cut off because he doesn't want to show his actual face. Or they crop (laughs) out somebody else whether it's like a sister or like an (laughs) ex-person like it's like you can tell. Or their kids they put their kids in there um but you know there's that I mean I guess if you're looking for a guy with kids that's fine I am not um (laughs) But isn't but, it better, you know, right up front, be like, whoa, kids, nope. <laughs> Swipe yeah. left, and I, right? Like, I had to actually <laughs> Which one's the good one profile. or the bad one? <laughs> I put this in my profile. So please have something more to say than, hi, how are you? I get dozens and dozens and dozens of messages saying, hi, how are you? After yeah. putting that in there. They don't give a shit. They don't try. At least Most you're getting dozens and dozens actually... and dozens of messages. <laughs> But it's disgusting shit. Like I, I, oh my gosh. Like I'm gonna start sending you guys st- screenshots. Oh, of oh, please do. Yes, we need to live vicariously <laughs> through you. <laughs> it fucking sucks. We need it's like a, Operation Like Find Jules a Man. <laughs> I'm I'm in OkCupid. He says, "What do you use?" I had a good girlfriend from OkCupid. There's people like there was a guy in there. It's like, "Hi, I'm a married dude looking for a hookup," and I'm like, "That's <sighs> nice." Like <laughs> a lot, a lot of those sites. Like, I mean, uh, okay, Jocelyn, thanks for dating me. It was before Tinder, okay? I didn't ever try that because it wasn't out when I was, like... Well, it might have been out, but I didn't have a phone that, like, would do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, there's a lot of people who are signed up to just have sex, obviously. Like, yeah. And they're, like, or just they want that first date and that's it or whatever. And it's very irritating. It is. It just... I. I... I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm bitching about it. It's just annoying. It's. I. I, Like I want to create a website where it says hashtag This is why you're single because this is the stuff that you would like. I feel like that's gotta be a thing already, right? Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Like this is why you're single. dot com has got. Don't actually go there, guys. I do not know what that URL is, but I feel like something like that has to already exist, right? Like, you can make it private and make it a Patreon where if people really want to support you. She <laughs> needs a job, guys. <laughs> I know. If you guys want to see some of the weird shit that I get, 
I will I will create a pay site so I can pay for this because now they've changed it so that you have to pay in order to see the message. Like it's all fucked up, and so I'm so like, well, like I'm sorry to bitch, but it's just so no, no. It's totally fine. So I mean, like I haven't had any positive, real like good experience with online dating. I mean, like my first online dating experience was my then boyfriend who was an awful awful person hooking up with random people on uh plenty of fish which i'm not even sure if that still exists um i think it does but i've not tried it yeah so like that was my first online dating experience and it wasn't even me using it and then when i actually was like giving it a try like i think i did tinder for like three or four months and i tried like everything i tried Okay, Cupid. I tried um, eHarmony, and there was like two Far- others. Only. Match.com. Is Match.com. I paid for that shit. Yeah, but see, <laughs> it's okay, terrible. So they market, oh, so they bad. They have like millions of people, but that's not like full subscribers. That means you know how they have their free weekends. Like that's people who have created an account. So yeah, they have millions of users, but they're not fucking active users. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it help is, anybody. It is such an night. Like, and the way that so the OKCupid actually changed their their format to be more like Tinder now. So in order to message people, you have to both like each other, and then but you can send a message to somebody. Like if you like them, you can send them a message. And I paid so that I could see these messages before I would respond back to see right. if I like this person or not. For a month, I just wanted to see what it would look like. And I'm just like, and like 200 a day, 200 likes a day. And it's a bunch of shit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the best one, the best one out of all of it. I'll just tell you this quick story is like, I tried OkCupid in 2016 and it didn't work out. And I had this conversation with this one guy and we had a couple back and forth. And then he just like ghosted me and I go back on same profile but updated couple new pictures and I get a message from this guy talking to me like he's never talked to me before and I look back at the messages and going you fucking ghosted me like, two years ago <laughs> unmatched, <laughs> unmatched. <laughs> oh man so yeah that was like that's the kind of bullshit that happens well, I'm like playing games, people. Even Dwayne said when they were at their baseball game while they were here, they were watching the guy in front of them because you know how the seats are so close or whatever. He's like just messaging people constantly, they said. And like it would pop up and be like name and then like a description, like at their job or something like like um, aerial vet or something like that. Like and it, he would just be constantly messaging multiple, multiple people. And I was just like, that's exactly how online dating goes. The ones who do seem like they care can be bubbles. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to start tell, like, uh, seriously, if you guys want to see this, we could probably do something in Joss's discord. Yes. Really really- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am on board. Do it. Okay. All right. Well, I'll even, if you listeners. want, I'll even make you your own little chat channel if you just wanted to be like Jules Adventures in online dating in or online something. Dating. Yeah. Oh, God. I have so many right now that I would love to just like have people just laugh at because it's really <laughs> funny. So I am <laughs> so- literally surprised that you're not just having people throw their hats in the ring from like our community. 
Yeah, guys, never... this is your hint. Go throw your hat in the jewels <laughs> ring. <laughs> that never happens. I think I, uh, you know, I I don't know why. <laughs> I think they're intimidated. I don't know. Location but, uh... plays a plays a role too, right? Like that's always super super hard, and you have to be the well. I mean, the, when Matt and I started dating, we lived on like opposite sides of the country, and it was only because like I was fully willing to move like I did not care where I was because I was not happy where I was living so I was just like whatever I'm open to to anyone and anywhere and it was like if you're if you're not willing or able to move like Jules you own a property you can't just up and leave and I'm sure there's a lot of other people in that situation too like Location is makes it really difficult in c- online communities like this because it's just like, yeah, I, I might be so hot for jewels, but there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Trump yeah, won't let I... me in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and the thing about it is like, I would be willing to have a, like a relationship that developed over a long distance, but you know, there's got to be I'm some also... end game, though, right? Like of somebody yeah, going but... somewhere, probably. Yeah. Well, for me, it doesn't really matter. I don't want to get married again and I don't really want to date anybody who has kids. So I'm pretty much looking for a unicorn. And <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know I am a unicorn? <laughs> you are. <laughs> got her unicorn horn going on. Oh, man. I know this episode is going super long, but I just wanted to regale you with some of these stories. No, this is great. I, I am not. I'm not shutting this conversation down anytime soon because I think this is freaking hilarious. So. I should go back and start. I, I mean, I should have prepared and just like cut a couple of them. Uh, one of them. What did I get today? Let me see if I can. I'll pull one up for today just as a as a teaser for what might show up in the Discord, you guys. Can we can we call it can we call it a, like make it Harry Potter themed and call it Defense Against the Dating Apps? <laughs> <laughs> can do whatever you do want. I don't care. <laughs> this one was one I um it, it's like it's like five paragraphs and then he says I. So I simply decided to ask you how your day is going and hope if you are willing to share this information with me. Okay, (laughs) now we can throw ourselves into the deep water. Did you ever accidentally discover a tiny thing of the life or world about which you think that you are one of the only few people who remark remarked it? What? That sounds like a fucking robot, dude. (laughs) I think that that person needs some more social life skills. Like, I kind of understand what, where he was getting or like what he was trying to get at. But that just sounds to me so much like a robot wrote that. (laughs) Like, what are words humans use? (laughs) This one came in yesterday. Hey, gorgeous lady, tell me honestly, are (laughs) you really 43? (laughs) Wow. I was just telling Ron in the chat room. <laughs> in my defense, I was drunk when I sent that email to <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, create create your little Discord channel for me. If you guys want to be part of this like silly little journey, we can have some fun. Yeah. Oh, man. And if you guys have any uh, like online dating tips or anything, because uh, I know like I didn't have any luck whatsoever. I had a lot of like either like super duper creepy dudes or like your ghosting situation jewels or like it just like it's so hard when at least for me, it seemed like 
people had so many options that they had trouble actually like narrowing it down and committing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and I don't know how with like um, internet access being what it is and everyone having phones and you know all the different apps and sites and stuff like I don't know how you combat that but it's if you don't like especially for you Jules you are probably having a lot of the same problems I had when I was living in Halifax that if you don't know a lot of people or are out doing things like you're new to an area or whatever like it's just so hard to meet people like later on in life it's and I mean not even just from a dating perspective but even from a friend's perspective it was like I think I made three or four friends in my entire stay in Halifax, which was years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, okay, uh, what am I supposed to do now? How do I actually meet people? And online seems to be like the way to meet people. But then it's like they can meet 500 people. And why would they ever choose me? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I we live in a world of couples. And by mm. 43, almost 44... Uh, everybody is pretty much coupled. Yeah. So, um, even if I were to go out and meet people, it's, uh, you know, it's very difficult for me to meet a man who is single without children and not a complete creepazoid. So, <laughs> and, I, I and can spell. Like... I'm picky. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking learn to are. spell. <laughs> oh. God, write in complete sentences. So, yeah, it's a lost <laughs> art for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, no kidding. Joss and I can um, be your bouncers and we can have Jules speed dating at BlizzCon and we'll be like, nope, <gasps> nope, move along. Yes. No. no. <laughs> okay, you get extra time. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> this is happening, I Jules. Love that. I was like, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to live vicariously. <laughs> it's, a, it's not fair. Like I told you, it's not fun. It is not. It is not fun at all. It is just basically like I sit here and shake my head and go, oh, God. So, yeah. But see, at BlizzCon, you're going to be around a whole bunch of nerds who like heroes. It's going to be great. And yeah. yeah. Bouncers. That part Bouncers. Nice. Just like, and the guy that I went out with, he was an Overwatch player. Like, he totally got the whole nerd thing. And, and the esports just, thing. Was, and the, yeah. Yeah. Like, he totally <gasps> understood the recent, it. The recent one? Yeah. Yeah. Manny says we're replacing the CTR party with Jules Speed Dating. Night. <laughs> <laughs> I am selling girl. tickets to that. I'm putting Jules behind a table. And this is going to be amazing. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I think that's pretty much it for us this week, unless you guys have any more Jules Speed dating thoughts. (laughs) Okay. No. I told you guys we had a lot of updates. (laughs) Yeah. It was our last episode. Long show, but a good one. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys have your own demons that you'd like to send in, you can do that by sending it into demonspodcast at gmail.com. The other thing that you can do is join our Discord, which is discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays. If you'd like to join the community and join the discussion, we're on there pretty much all the time. So, uh, yeah, that's the best place to reach us. Jules, where can folks find you on the internet? Okay, Cupid? Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> wink of life ever, you guys. Well, yeah, it was terrible. It was I awful. There. 
Uh, I, I'm on Twitter at JulesRPG. My DMs are open, by the way. Oh! There you go. The ring is open. Throw them in. Um, I am also a uh, chainmail jewelry artist. You can find my website at chainofjewels.com. And I've got uh, all my stuff up there. You can request commissions. I've got some commissions right now, but not too many. So if you're looking that for that new design you posted, like, is drool worthy. Like, this one? Yes. That is so freaking neat. That looks really like, cool. Love this basket weave. It's so I cool. I think that in like the pastel rainbow would look freaking amazing. I need pastel colors, and I'm totally down with it. They're the the yeah. It's expensive, <laughs> to do. expensive to do that, but okay. <laughs> That's me. Nevermore. Where can folks find you? People can find me on Twitter. I'm at Quoted Nevermore. Um, that's where I post a whole bunch of what's going on with me and life and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have not updated my Etsy just because since I'm waiting for the next show, like I'm not going to take pictures of stuff that could sell and all that stuff. Um, also, Etsy's weird right now with like their transaction stuff changing a little bit. Um, so I've seen a lot of people who are debating swapping over and everything. Um, I swapping over to yet. where? Where would the um, other option be? There's, as there's as a buyer sites. of Etsy things, not as a seller. <laughs> um, there's other sites like... I think Shopify is one. Um, I think there's like yeah. big cartel and stuff like that. But again, like I haven't really looked into those options yet. Um, so, but once I finish the show, I'll decide if I'm going to do that or not. Um, but I will offer up things that people want to like call dibs on like earring sets or pendants or whatever. Um, if they want to start, cause some of them, I only have a couple of each style and that's like all the charms I got for them. Um, it's not like some of them I can restock. So anyway, um, when I do my Etsy, it's geekasylum.etsy.com. Um, like I said, it's not up to date right now, but I want to start streaming. Like I need to do that. And I would like to do it with like you guys maybe sometime soon. Yeah. Um, let me know. I know everybody's super busy, but like, I really want to just sit down and just for maybe a couple hours on the weekend, like do it for a little bit. Um, I don't know what I would be working on, but I just want to do it. Like I've wanted to for a while, but then I was in crazy con stress mode and now I'm not. So I am excited to do that again. So awesome. whatever. Well, if you want to hang out this Friday, <laughs> <gasps> wait, what's this Friday? I am going to do a get nailed stream. Yay! <gasps> Yay! But so, I won't be able to work? make it Friday, but you guys should do it. <laughs> but will I be at work? I don't know. I can do it later on Friday night. That's fine, too. Oh, but then Ben's talking and stuff. Ugh. Ben Ugh. talking. Ugh. <laughs> oh, I can't on Friday. I have to go to a family dinner. Oh, lame. Well, I have to do these nails on Friday because I'm doing drag queen nails. <gasps> yes, queen. Matt's okay. sister is getting married in this summer, and so we are doing her bachelorette party on Saturday, and we are going to a drag show. So I'm doing drag queen nails on Friday. I'm very excited about it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Right here on Twitch.tv/JossPlays. If you want to keep up with everything that's going on with me, you can follow me over on Twitter. I'm at JossPlays again. That's J-O-C-E Plays. That's it for us tonight. We gotta go. We will uh, see you guys later. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you uh, in two weeks. Yeah, bye. bye.